Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Our Sacred Honor. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. Today is Thursday, January 27th in the year 2022. And yes, it is just getting wilder by the day. I'm going to play, after we do our brief commercials, I'm going to play an interesting intro piece for you, celebrating our favorite CEO of Pfizer getting the new award. That's good. And then we're going to dig into a little bit about our Declaration of Independence tonight, to kind of look very realistically at where we're, what we're challenged with ahead and what it's going to take for us to really make a difference in this fight. Before we begin, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the radio listeners box on that front page. There's some incredible savings going on right now for MyPillow. They've got things like 50% off on the comforters. You have buy one, get one free Giza sheets. That's amazing. You just you have 50% off on so many things, including my slippers and the, the uh, traditional my pillow is down as low as 1999. So just head on over there to check all these savings out. You can use your Bards code B A R D S B A R D S for savings across everywhere on my pillow on the Frank Speech site, as well as on the My Store site. And remember, they are trying to do everything they can to once again cancel my pillow. This time, the war is on banking. But Mike Lindell, who is going to be on the show next week, by the way, he's coming on. Um, is absolutely fighting back, and we're going to stand boldly with him. So we'll keep in that fight with them, spread the word, spread the promo code, let everybody enjoy the savings, and we'll keep putting our dollars where dollars make a difference for a company that fights for liberty every day and where your dollars always go to liberty. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. That's the home of the Bible for Our Time. It's an NASB 1995 edition, and you can get 20% off if you use your Bards code at checkout. Put it in the coupon section. That's thefoundersbible.com. The The Founders Bible has our founding fathers' documents worked in through the Scripture. You get an amazing lesson in God's Word and to witness how Scripture was a living language for our founding fathers. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon section when you check out. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the home of the BARDS Nation Coffee. That is really, quite literally, the warrior coffee for our time. That coffee's been designed to give you that boost you need with caffeine and then sustained energy over the entire day. That, that will in, it keeps you mentally focused, lifts your serotonin, and enhances your immune system. And then when you get to Expedition Coffee, XPED, you're going to find all sorts of amazing products that are part of a full health ecosystem. Those include the coffee, which is a foundation product, followed by the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. That's one of the greatest problems of sickness in our body is leaky gut syndrome. 
And then we have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with very high levels of vitamin C. You have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract on the market that can isolate pathogens as well as the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us. And finally, you have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement in a powder. Mix it with water. Drink it like a shake once a day. It's everything your body needs. All of this is designed to give you a full and robust immune system to reclaim our health sovereignty and keep us out of the grips of the health internment camps known as hospitals and the biological warfare producers known as pharmaceutical companies. So check it out, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So, Patriots, I just wanted to share with you this lovely video, and the audio is sufficient to carry it, of the CEO of Pfizer. I'm sure you'll all be deeply moved by this very personal and human interest story. In the global fight against COVID-19, the Jewish people who make up a tiny percentage of the world's population have had an outsized impact in the difficult battle to protect lives as scientists. Chief medical officers and top healthcare officials. By the way, the head of CDC is Jewish. Yet the contributions of one extraordinary person tower above the rest. That extraordinary person is comes. Pfizer Chairman and CEO, Dr. Albert Borla. Borla! Dr. Borla led his team to deliver a COVID-19 vaccine in record time, while taking a risk by declining U.S. federal funding to avoid government bureaucracy and expedite vaccine production. Lizard head. A child of Holocaust survivors from a Greek Jewish community destroyed by the Nazis. He's proud of his Jewish heritage, is active in Holocaust remembrance and education, and a strong supporter of Israel, which was the first country outside the U.S. to receive the Pfizer vaccine and the antiviral pill. Hiding in plain sight. The pandemic is certainly not over, but the world is infinitely better off with Dr. Borla helping lead the charge to save lives with more than two and a half billion Pfizer vaccine doses already distributed. Because of Dr. Borla's extraordinary contribution to humanity as the world battles the worst health crisis in 100 years, Dr. Albert Borla has been selected as the recipient of the 2022 Genesis Prize, the Jewish Nobel Prize. I'm so excited. Thank you, and congratulations, Dr. Borla. Brought to you by Lizardhead Incorporated. That's right, folks. I'm telling you right now, that's that's top propaganda right there. I, that has got to be some of the best. I'm, I don't know if you saw that interview where his neck was moving like gills. Just thought I'd mention that. I don't know. Must, he must have like a uh, he must have like an independent goiter or something in his neck, his throat that moves around or something. Or maybe maybe he's in a human skin like a lizard. Not that that would ever happen. I'm sure that's just fantasy. Oh, my goodness. This is what we're facing right now, this sort of insanity. But it gets worse. I, sorry if you were thinking this was going to be like, oh, Bards, please, give us some good news. Okay, I'll give you some good news. Let's just touch on Canada real quick, and then we'll come back to the, to the drama of, of our future. But this is, a, this is what's going on in Canada right now. It's just been reported that the city of Ottawa has shut off the live stream footage of their traffic cameras. 
and that they're being replaced with old footage and pictures of cars going through. The media and the government are doing everything they can to make this look irrelevant and small. They are terrified. They're doing everything they can to make sure people don't see just how many truckers and supporters there are. Well, don't worry. A lot of us are keeping tabs on every single thing that's happening, and we are the media now. Keep on trucking on. That's right. That's right. 10-4-1-9-er. We got ourselves a convoy. I'll tell you right now, 55,000 trucks worth of convoy in Canada. I'll tell you what, that's something else, isn't it? You never know, man. It might even happen here someday. That would sure be nice if it did, but we haven't seen it yet. And I would still sure like to see our truckers get involved in something like that. But just to celebrate the moment, got a little thing for you right here. Convoy right there, folks. That's what we got ourselves going in Canada. 55,000 trucks strong. It's got the little hand puppet, little micro Castro, who's got a snip and tuck. He's up there squealing like a little weenie going, oh, it's not important. It's not important. But we know it is. So good job, Canada. Keep it up. We love you. We support you. Keep driving on. If you know, if you guys actually had a Tim Hortons that would serve trucks, we might all be giving you like Tim Hortons cards, but we won't. Because Tim Hortons is now anti-patriot. So if you're in Canada, do not buy Timbits anymore. All right, Patriots. So this is where we're looking at right now. I kind of want to paint a map tonight, a little bit of what we're looking at. Now, first of all, we know that Borla is anything but a sacred secured class, which you notice how they do that. The, the Nazis just kind of slid right into that Jewish title. So now he's like, you can't touch him. And that's why they're pushing the Jewish thing here. And if I get in trouble for this, whatever. Here's the deal. And you know that they're going to do. They're going to be like, he's anti-Semitic, which, of course, you all know I'm not. But I'm anti-fake not. I'm anti-fake Jewish hiding as a Nazi, Borla. That's what I don't have any patience for. And this is literally what they're doing is they slide that, they built that title. So anybody that gets slid under the title of being Jewish, you are untouchable. You can't criticize them. You can't say anything about them because if you do, suddenly you get tagged and you'll notice what they did in Virginia with their new, oh, that's right. He was a big red wind governor. Do you notice what was on one of his 11 EOs? Anti-Semitism. Oh, where did that come from? And where it came from was Borla. That's where it came from. You starting to see how this picture works for all you think people that think out there that you had a big win in Virginia? You did not. That was funded by yours truly, Pfizer and Biomedical, that win, in conjunction with the big intel agencies in Virginia. So let's get real about what we're facing. These people are tightening up the noose. You have Borla now telling you that, well, I'm going to get involved with the uh, Freedom of Information Act release, FOIA, of of the details on the Pfizer documentation to quote Borla, people need to know the information, but we just want to make sure that it's the right information that's released. (laughs) In other words, we want you to have the truth as long as it is the truth that we give you. And if you dare so much as think for yourself, well, 
you are going to be an anti-Semitic person is what you're going to be. That's right. I think that, I think that means you won't be able to spell well. I think that's what that is. You need to go back to school and learn how to spell. Don't use a spell check anymore. Gotcha. So this place that we're in right now, I want you to kind of look at how everything is coming together, and it's a little bit crazy. So we have this, obviously, this pandemic, which is a fake pandemic, which was all created to take the flu and put the flu on vacation in the Bahamas to get some sun for about 18 months while they introduced COVID, which has been waiting in the closet, eager to get out into the public. COVID is all just a modified flu, a little harsher flu than normal, but they released that. And, of course, with this come all these studies of people telling you about how, oh, my goodness, my goodness, look at all the effects. It's doing this. It's got a spike protein. Everybody's looking at the spike protein, which is what they want you to look at. No one has isolated this thing yet. But what we do know is just magically 5G is rolling out and behind the scenes, and people just happen to be getting sick everywhere 5G lights off. But the problem is that where we're going in the fourth industrial revolution, which I've talked about extensively here, is we need to condition people for a change. We need to have them give up their rights willfully, and we need to subdue them. They need to give into the system. They need to trust the system in order to make that next leap, which is to get them incorporated into the metaverse. Keep that in mind. We're going to come back to it. Remember, metaverse. So what do you do? First of all, you've got to create fear because fear is the wonderful way to toxically control their brains. And then you have to introduce a mask because we know masks don't work, but masks are a social conditioning agent which gets people accustomed to wearing something on their face. Now, Patriots, what do you need in order to enter the metaverse right now? You need to wear an appliance on your face. It's called Oculus. And if you aren't used to wearing something on your face, you're going to be like a child taking it off going, this is ridiculous. But the first step is socially conditioning the public to get accustomed to wearing something on their face while also learning the rules of being obedient to what the state tells you to do. Hence, the mask has a multiple function. Once you get the mask on and you're used to wearing the mask and used to taking it on and off, and but it becomes cumbersome because you don't want to wear a mask all the time. That's kind of a pain. So as you start to introduce Metaverse, and it's moving much faster than most people realize, because Metaverse has been quietly being built behind the scenes, And now as you introduce Metaverse, you're like, you know what? Here's the deal. You don't have to go into the public anymore. You can do everything from home. You can have your virtual space in your home. You can work in the office from your home, literally work in a virtual office from your home in the Metaverse. You can meet with your friends in the Metaverse, and you can be from the safety of your home and not have to wear a mask, but you have to wear Oculus. And you're like, well, that's not so bad. I can breathe normally and I'll wear Oculus. So social conditioning and social re-engineering are a centerpiece to this entire fake COVID thing. And every single politician, including Trump, has had their big pause in the middle of this. Make America great again, you bet. Make us the leader in the fourth industrial revolution, which means everybody in the country, and President Trump counted on his base for being so loyal and being so stupid to jump in the middle of that and go, yes, Mr. President, we'll put on our Oculus glasses, we'll take our injection, and we'll be obedient little slaves into this next fourth industrial revolution. In the meantime, we know that the Q folks will work overtime to try to prove that President Trump actually means no harm. 
and that they he will they will try to convince everybody that don't worry about the shot, take the shot because President Trump's shot is different. It's actually HCQ or it's saline, which we know is a bunch of garbage. But that's the whole trap that we've been built here. Okay. Next comes the piece of the injection. Where does the injection fit into this? Because it's very important because we have vaxxed and unvaxxed. So the first thing the injection is doing is it's dividing the compliant with the non-compliant. I'm, I am happily a non-compliant. And since I'm already on about every watch list known, because I just, if you, let me just put it this way. If you have a voice in society, if you believe in Christ Jesus, if you accept that God is on the throne above this nation, if you think the federal government is corrupt, if you think that taxes are a bad idea, if you if you do not want to take the shot and refuse to take the shot, you are now a domestic terrorist. So, Bards Nation, if you're here, you're a domestic terrorist. Just so you know, it's going to get that straight. So, we have now separated the the compliant. Those that took the vax are the easiest ones to deal with. They are they are the compliant mass. They're the slaves. They didn't even have to work at it. They just said, you need to get a shot. And they're like, okay, roll up my sleeve. They're the already pre-created slaves that took years of intellectual programming. That's not really a correct statement. Television programming would probably be better. All years to dumb these people down to where they cease to function with a brain and they cease to only function on command. The toilet paper incident, if you remember when people were hoarding toilet paper, I will to this day swear, I do not know what they did, but that was some sort of a trigger code to test how compliant and ready people were to start receiving orders and complying, and I swear they did it. And that was simply a test, a total test, to see where they were at with the system build. Remember, we are in a live system test. And that's where we are right now. So we now know that we've got the people that are socially engineered to wear a mask. And then you have, that's the lead in to get them used to wearing something on their face, which is Oculus. And then we do the next, you notice how there's no other offerings right now. It's only Oculus. It's always interesting to me. It's like, oh, we're like only one brand available. And then of course you're going to find all these brands that'll start erupting, but they'll all be owned by the same company. So we have the metaverse that's now active. Many companies are already have built their metaverse inside. If you haven't taken time on the web to search out what the metaverse looks like, it's it's really well developed for where we are. You're talking like conference rooms, presentation spaces. Um, they're they're living in this already. Employees are required. One of the real estate agencies in this nation has already required its employees to meet there, do their business there. If you need human resources, you contact somebody. There's a there's an avatar that meets you and talks to you in human resources. You have guest speakers that come in and speak. It's everybody's moving around. It's like second life stuff. If you haven't seen that, it is it's ridiculous. But here's where they're heading. Okay, because. The vax is important because the vax accomplishes about three major issues. One, it separates the compliant from the non-compliant. Two, it calls out the elderly and it gets the technologies into people. All right, so it kills off the elderly and sterilizes the youth. That's important because the only people left to have babies naturally are going to be the elite. And the only way you're going to be able to have a child is to use one of their clinics to grow your child. And that way they can genetically engineer dumb people coming out or compliant people. That's human 2.0. So you're sterilizing the young, 
killing off the elderly who are wise enough to know that this is a really stupid idea we're doing. But that wisdom you want erased because we don't want that resistance in this fourth industrial revolution, this make America great wave that we're doing right now. And instead, you want to create a sterilized youth that are going to grow up and they're going to say, yeah, but I want a kid. You're like, no problem. We've got in vitro clinics and these new in vitro clinics, you don't even have to carry a child or you can if you want as a man or as a woman, you can carry a child. But even better yet, we can grow it in a little incubator tube. This technology is here. So you're going to get a genetically modified kid in their direction that will be only the only people that will be born will be ones of the genetic profiles that they determine, which will all have modified cognitive processes. This is where it's headed. And the elites will have the opposite side where the elites are going to be able to have their kids in genetically enhanced. So they'll have higher level function in their, in their cognitive places, higher level function in their ocular or optical places, anything they want as superpowers they can put in. But here's the best part, because if you're part of that big mass of slaves, this is what you're going to get to do. Once you get inside the metaverse, because the metaverse is interesting because it's going to bring both the unvaxxed and the vaxxed together. Now, why is that a big deal? Because it's going to kind of go like this. Those people that are vaxxed will have more privileges eventually inside metaverse than those people that are not vaxxed. So you're going to be having a job with a fellow coworker, and they're going to be able to go places in the metaverse that you can't because you're not vaxxed. But everybody can work for the company unmasked. Everybody can work for the company unvaxxed. But if you're going to go to those special meetings or you're going to get that special promotion in the metaverse where you're now going to meet, you're not going to be able to do any of that unless you're vaxxed. But better yet, then the people are going to start demanding to have sensation and feeling in the metaverse. You're going to be saying things like, look, all I see things, but I want to feel it. Well, don't worry. A modified motion capture suits have already been developed that can start giving you sensation on the skin as if you're being touched. And soon, and I know this technology has already been developed, you're going to be able to get implants so that you can feel what's in the metaverse. And where is that coming? Guess what? Elon Musk has been doing the brain chip. And by having the brain chip, they can now simulate everything through the, through the nerve systems in the brain, through the whole systems that they build inside the brain, through the brain chip. Now, what does that mean? That also means if you get the brain chip, you won't have to wear Oculus anymore because they're going to be able to project the images of the metaverse into your ocular space. And that's what you will see as an overlay onto reality. So you're no longer going to need the, the tools. This is just going to be stuff that's in you. And they're going to sell it. You're going to see a whole bunch of people that buy into this nonsense. Because the potential of the metaverse is you can have unlimited superpowers for the right price, of course. You can have unlimited places you can do. In the metaverse, anything is allowed. It's the ultimate of progressive politics because anything is allowed. You can have pedophileville. You can have, you can have child traffickingville. You can have drugville. You can do whatever you want. You can even have like an old Western space where you get to have a shootout in the streets. You can have a gang area where you can beat up on people. Oh, but then, of course, there's the civil place where you go to work. All of this exists in the metaverse right now, and it's only increasing. Do you know who the number one funder of the metaverse was early on? I'm sure you're shocked when I tell you this. It was the porn industry. Are you shocked? Shouldn't be. In fact, all that sensation technology I was talking about, the biggest funders outside of Department of Defense and DARPA has been the porn industry for that. 
shouldn't shock you. It's where we are, right? Here's another one for you that you surprised you. Do you know who the number one company is in investing in autonomous driving vehicles? And it's not Uber. And it's not Tesla. It's Kroger. Hear me again. It's Kroger Foods. Why? Because they have known this for years that we are heading into a metaverse world in the fourth industrial revolution, and they have known that people will not leave their houses. They will be able to order their food from the metaverse, and it will be delivered by an autonomous-driven vehicle to your door. That is literally the plan. So understand what the trap is. If you don't see the trap, you're going to get caught in it. And soon, and I'm, I'm saying three to five years soon, they're going to start creating access points You're not going to be able to get on the internet in the internet 3.0 unless you have an Oculus goggle and or a face facial scan. And little by little, the normal access that you get to the web will be erased because in order to get to 3.0, you're going to have to interface with the metaverse. The IRS has already started that track with by telling you you can't pay your online taxes unless you get facial scanned. Okay. Little by little, they're going to squeeze out access. One of the things you can expect within two to like three to five years is banking will be one that'll go right for your pocketbook. The only way you can have a banking experience is if you have an online virtual interaction with your banking person through the metaverse. They will squeeze everybody down to make them move into the metaverse. What they won't do, and I truly believe this, I don't think you're going to see, you're going to see scarcities. And those scarcities are going to increase because they're going to create access into the system. The escape to the, out of the problems will be to go into the metaverse. So they'll squeeze you financially. They'll squeeze you in other places, but they'll give you the one avenue they want you to go. This is a great hunter, by the way. A good hunter creates the, the squeezes and the impedance of movement to force an animal to naturally move where you want it to move so you can set the trap and kill it. That's a good hunter. And this is what this hunter is doing. They're squeezing the avenues out here. So people that are seeking convenience and seeking things to be as they were, you're dead already. You are dead on arrival. So if you're going to play that game and be one of those that goes out here and says, I can't wait till things return to normal, uh, just go get the vax and be done with it. Because unless you're willing to make the next steps of what it's going to happen and what it's going to take to get here, we're not going to get out of this. They're creating the channel and the tunnel right now to funnel everybody in. And metaverse is where it's going to be. They're going to give you threats of war. They're going to give you threats of of an EMP. They're going to give you threats of food shortages. Some of those things will be real. Food shortages will become increasingly more real. They'll replace food increasingly with food that they control and engineer. And in the end, they're going to rattle all this up, and then they're going to be able to look back and say to people like, Oh, look at those fools over here, those anti-vaxxers. You see, there weren't that many people that really died from the vax because they buried that and hidden that with all these other diseases. Look at those anti-vaxxers. They were telling you to prep. Look how foolish that is. Look at how the shelves are still okay. You can still get food. Though all the food is grown in the Bill Gates laboratory farms. I'm sure that's all healthy for you. And look at all those fools that aren't taking that didn't take the vax. All they have to do is come over here to the metaverse and they can do their work from home. We're not telling them they have to get vax because we took away the vax mandates. That's why I've said all along the mandates were the trap. They are the trap. 
Unless you say no vax, you're not winning this game because you're not understanding the extremity of these people or what they're doing because those that have been injected, they're already tagged. They're already tracked. That's already up. Those five new satellites, Monkey had that on his show the other day. The five new satellites that went up that are surveilling the U.S., guess what? They're tracking every single person that's been vaxxed. It's real. And this new Elon Musk thing that he's got up here, Skynet, should be Skylink, I guess it is. It should be Skynet. That's all going to do the same thing. So they're creating the, the prison, the digital prison, and they're moving people into the cells right now. That's the metaverse. And once you get in there, you're not going to get out of there because you're going to start living your in life through interactions in there, and you're not going to be able to interact anywhere else because the friendships and relationships that you build, and this is why social media was the test platform, the relationships that you build inside the metaverse will become increasingly so real that you that is the only place you'll know. You'll go to work, then people will say, let's go to the bar afterwards. It's a virtual bar. It's a metaverse bar, but you'll go and you'll hang out together. And that social interaction will grow and consume more and more of your day. Here's the greatest part about this whole thing is as you're in there and the people that are increasingly more vaxxed with this technology in them, it's reading thoughts. The AI is now bridging into your brain. If you get a brain chip, it's a home run because the AI gets everything, but they're working it from two directions. So the AI is going to grow increasingly and grow into where you literally will be able to start imagining things and it will happen before you. It'll be like experiencing a miracle. And there'll be, a, there'll be an inability to separate over time the point of what's happening before you in the metaverse and what is real. And that starts to shape the entire way your brain functions. God gave us a potential to be a quantum soul, and they're going to reduce you down to a binary soul inside the metaverse. And people won't even realize it. It's the ultimate trap. You will be shaped completely by what's there. So what does that mean for us? Now that we've painted a pretty dismal picture of humanity, which it is and it should be. What is shaped for us is the foundations that were given to us by the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to go a little bit longer tonight because I want to dig into a few things. All right. We went over this late, late last night, but I want to hit on a couple of things here right from the beginning. And you've heard me say a lot of these a lot, but I've gone over this, these first couple paragraphs a lot, but it's important to grasp what's being said. These documents were written by men who understood tyranny and they understood the behavior of humankind and they were also understood the importance of our relationship to God. First paragraph, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect for the opinions of mankind that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. Patriots, this whole thing could be redrafted right now to say we the people, and we could say we the people of the unvaxxed, we the people of liberty, we the, we the counties of liberty, however you want to say that. We are now at that point where we must identify and declare the causes which impel us to separate from this insanity. Moving along, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
So if I have said so many times, God is placed on the throne. In the context of this, historically, it's extremely important to understand. And we're right there again. We don't have a monarch in charge. We have a, an elite ruling class that sees themselves as privileged and as the only ones that can rule. They have taken God out of that position of rulership. At the time this was written, countries were being ruled by kings. In fact, this was addressed to the king of Great Britain. And what they did in that first sentence of the second paragraph is they replaced the king with God. And they said, God is on the throne above us. It was a slap in the face to the monarch, to the monarchy. And they knew it. In fact, if you, can, if you carried the document of the Declaration of Independence in the British colonies at that time and were found to be carrying it, the punishment was death. So understand the magnitude of what was said here and what we have to get back to it to realize how we're, what we're fighting. This institution that is calling itself a government be above us has now assumed the position of God's reign above us, which, sorry, doesn't work for me. Over and done. Moving along. To, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem likely to affect their safety and happiness. This is important, these two sentences. Number one, God is put on the throne above us. People are subordinate to God. Below people are are the men that we choose as the consent of us to govern us. That means government is subordinate to the people. That's what's supposed to happen, not what's happening. But it goes further to remind us that governments change. Not all governments are fixed. This is why this document is so critically important to understand and memorize if you can. Because the Declaration of Independence tells us this is the framework in which we shall live. God, people, government. But we understand that governments are transitory. They will move through time. They will change. But our relationship to God never changes. And when we have that relationship, we understand that we will have to change that government from time to time. And then it goes on to describe who we are as people. Listen to this. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly... All experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. In other words, we know from history that man will endure a lot of things and man establishes a desire to have stability in governance. So the point of this is don't be frivolous in your choices of flipping out the government. And changing it. Don't do it. Don't be like Italy where you have 50 plus governments in 50 years or something. Okay. The point is that it needs to be well considered. However, it also acknowledges that people are essentially lazy. They get rid, driven into the ruts of comfort. And when comfort and convenience. And even at the expense of that, they will not give up their comfort and convenience 
to change government easily. They would rather endure the tyranny. This was written over 240 years ago, and it's so relevant today, it's unbelievable. Our founding fathers understood humankind. What is luring people in and keeping them in place right now is convenience and this desire not to change, even though the government we have is a tyranny. But, it says, when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces, evinces, excuse me, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for future security. It's important. It is our right and duty to throw them off. Duty. And that duty ultimately goes to who? God, who is on the throne above this nation. It's not just a thing we talk about. It's not fancy words. It is a duty of being a citizen of these United States with God on the throne. This is not the corporate United States. This is the Republic of the United States. That it is the duty of the citizens to throw off a tyranny. That's it. So it continues, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity that constrains them to alter their former systems of government. In other words, it's time. In this document, it is time that we must change. And I would say we're right there again. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of the absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to the candid world. Now, this is an important component here, which I'm going to dig into more tomorrow night because I'm going to go into some how this section here is gets into the details of why they made the break. But what's very important about this is They took this very seriously. They didn't just complain. They're not like, I hate this, I hate that. They listed in detail, line by line, the points of objection to why they had to make the decision of separation. And this is where I say, as a movement, we have failed. Because we have not identified the points that we need We're just randomly going about things and we're complaining and saying things like, no mask, no this, no this. No, this is much deeper than that. And we're at a break point that we now have to identify specifically. And why is this important? Because who are they accounting themselves to? They're not accounting themselves to the king. Our founding fathers were giving this testimony to God. They were giving a testimony not only to the people but to God because God was recognized as the person on the throne above this land. That is absolutely essential to understand. And if we are going to do this and make a change in government, if we are going to reset our government with God on the throne above it first, that means we have to do our own due diligence and lay out the the candid reasons of why this separation can be made. And those I will go over tomorrow night because they're long because there's about 20 of them, okay? But I want to get down to this final point And it's the final paragraph of the resolve of our founding fathers. And it's the resolve that each and every one of us must have in order to win. The one thing our founding fathers did not question is that the action needed to be done and they were willing to sacrifice everything to get it done. Too much of what we are dealing with now is I want it to change, but I don't want to give up anything. 
And we're also getting to this place of, I can't wait till we get back to the way it was. Those two options lead to demise. If we are not willing to put it all on the line, we're not willing to win. And it's that simple. So the last paragraph, we, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states imagine if we declared that by the way as independent counties this is profound that they are absolved from all allegiance to the british crown imagine if we said we're involved we're absolved of all allegiance to the corporate federal system and corporate state systems. Keep this in mind. This is where we have to get to. And that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states or counties, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. That was a sovereign model, patriots. The Constitution and the the people that pitched it, 84, 85 Federalist Papers, to pitch to undo that sentence. That was the whole intent of our Constitution in the end. Keep that in mind. As much of a document as we say it is revered, it was designed to undo that singular sentence right there because states were given sovereignty with a loosely formed federal. And the federal system under the Constitution was designed to be a much more robust and controlling entity. This is why there was so much dispute over it. And the only reason we have the Bill of Rights is because a few states saw through the Constitution and they demanded the Bill of Rights of the people to ensure that we would have protections. And in my opinion, which has some can be somewhat proven historically, those states understood fairly well as a few others understood fairly well that we would arrive at such a point again that we would need to have those rights in order to ensure our future because tyranny was lurking in the shadows. And we are here now. So the final sentence, an important sentence, and and probably one of the greatest sentences ever written, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I need those words for people to hear and let that sink in. Our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. These men were willing to put everything on the line. They were leading the people to where we needed to go. And in so doing, They were showing the people the example of what they were willing to sacrifice and in so doing led the colonies to do the same. We have not yet stepped into this place yet. A lot of discussion, a lot of talk, but when we make that line and we cross that line as a movement to say our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor and truly live by that azimuth, to live by that sword, We are now in the winning space. 
And it's going to take that commitment for us to win and to move into where we need to go. We have a choice before us, and it's fairly simple, and it should be increasingly clear to everybody. One path is going to be constantly being cycled through an up an episodic issue of fear and no fear, always being channeled towards their trap, which is meta. It's the fourth industrial revolution. It's the world where everything you do is going to be a hybrid of reality and in unreality. And they're going to tell you that that's where we evolve as human beings into a new world where AI will oversee us. We didn't need AI to write this document, the Declaration of Independence. Our founding fathers didn't need artificial intelligence to have to understand how humanity worked. They had to live. They had to live free. They had to see with clear eyes. And they had to have an unbelievable resolve and depth in faith that is rare these days. The other choice that we all have is to live free. But here's the sell. You can go and have an easy gate a life of convenience, living in your house, no mask, put on Oculus, do whatever you want, live your life, or you can take the grit, the salt of the earth. You can become a lantern on the hill, but it's going to be tough because you still have to climb that hill. You're going to have to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to look back to go forward. You're going to have to create things of how to bypass a digital network of systems that monitor and track. You're going to have to create new ways to barter and trade, come up with new ways of exchanging currency. You're going to have to fight for your rights. You're going to have to fight for the right to own your own property and dig it out from the control of the corporate trust funds, all of which can be done. And you're going to have to hold fast above all to a deep and unrelenting faith in Christ Jesus and to Father, because in this other path, God is on the throne, no one else. And government will always be subordinate to us. That means breaking from everything that's convenient, everything you know, everything you are used to doing now has to be reformed. And the question is, who has the courage to do that? I do. And I hope many others do too. Because if we aren't moving that way, we're not going to win this. But the thing is, if we do move that way, we've got this. It's that simple. Because that's the one thing they fear. Because when we step in this other path, we have no fear of them. No matter what they threaten, no matter what they do, we never change our resolve. We are walking in a path with God's light. We are literally walking with Christ Jesus in our heart. And in that true path, a path of truth, that unrelenting pursuit of what Christ gave us and what he sacrificed for, they have no power over us zero, none. And that's the path I choose. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for coming together each and every day to have the ability to assemble, to share, to, to think free, to live in a moments of liberty, to realize the reach for liberty and what it's going to require for us to reclaim that, to hold that, and to truly own that. Lord, we are given these words in Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Lord, you are our number one counselor. You are providing us with the wisdom and sight to move forward here without scales in our eyes, eyes to see and ears to hear. And Lord, we ask as we come together, each one of us, to build that abundance of counselors around us, to have the voices to guide us and to each one have the courage to stand, 
to pursue that in intimate relationship with Christ in such a way that we are all leaving in an exodus from this matrix to pursue that dream of having you on the throne above us, a land ruled by you first, us subordinate to you, and government doing the wills of the people subordinate to the people, a land where we are constantly working hard for the pursuit of liberty, life, and happiness. Lord, we ask that you'll protect us, guide us, and lead us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, tomorrow night, I'm going to dig into all the details, this details, this testimony of what we need to make. We're going to go through what they wrote, and I'm going to throw some ideas of what, how I rewrote some of these to fit our time. But this is where we are. We are at that juncture in time, that juncture in space where we have to go one way or the other. There's no middle ground. You can't put both feet in. For those of you, who, and I know there's a bunch of you, and I'm going to step on your toes, but I don't apologize. For those of you living in that crypto space, you're going to get trapped. There's no way out of that. You're believing in technologies that they own that are not going to form a new way forward. Until we build our own infrastructure, until we design our own algorithms, if that's what we choose to do, until we live a life free, you're going to continually be trapped. Because ultimately what will happen in the digital space when you're operating there is they will own it. There is no freeing yourself from it. And the easiest way to do that is simply to create, make it impossible to access unless you play their game. You can have all the blockchain you want in the world, but you're not going to get to it if they tell you that you have to play their game unless you're willing to play their game, meaning you're going to have to wear Oculus or you're going to have to enter the metaverse or you're going to have to get a shot or you're going to have to get an implant. All those things are on their plan. So don't make a plan of living in their world. Make a plan to break from their world and truly innovate a new world. Go back to go forward. There's a lot of virtue in understanding the term analog. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. This is a glorious time. We literally have so much in before us and so much we can achieve. We are living in the real world. Stay there. Anchor there. Get grounded there. Our prayers are above all things what ground us to God. And God is with us. He'll never forsake us. All we have to do is trust more deeply in him. And in the end, God will win, but we will be right there with him with a glorious, watching this glorious victory. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. 
We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 